0: Bridge Toll, California Customer Service Number. Highway miles to the Gallon Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is schema F? Best Wine Bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western Hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What good. Engagement How card long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? How many are in the first series? Use iManage to playoffs. check email, email on other spots. email clients. Identify fonts where from where from to find? find we Hobby Welcome to Career day on the voices of search podcast today we're going to learn about the skills accumulated and lessons learned from a great seo throughout the various stops on his career joining us for career day is an seo who's branched out from being an enterprise operator to becoming an international startup growth advisor kevin indig is a mentor for growth at the german accelerator inc which is an accelerator that supports high potential german startups and emerging companies to successfully enter the U.S. market and scale their business globally. Prior to taking on his current role, Kevin was the head of technical SEO at Atlassian, was also the director of SEO at Dailymotion, and once upon a time, he worked at the world's greatest SEO SaaS company, Searchmetrics. This podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no cost? Here is our interview with Growth Mentor at German Accelerator Inc., Kevin Indig. Kevin, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me on, and thanks for that awesome intro. Uh,
0: of course, of course, it's it's always a a privilege to talk to uh, you know a former Search Metrics employee. You worked with the company a while back, and I know we're going to talk about that experience. But it's you know it's great to talk to a Search Metrics alumni, and and also great to hear that you have uh, moved on your career and, uh, you know, have, have really sort of made a name for yourself in the SEO industry. So first off, congratulations on all your success.
1: Thank you so much. And boy, do I have a lot of stories to tell. Can't wait to get into it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Well, let's let's start off um, at the beginning. Let's, let's talk about how you got into SEO.
1: Yeah, sure, Ben. I played a lot of video games as a kid. <laughs> I was a classic nerdy gamer kid that took apart, you know, my computer and my parents' TV. And whatever hardware I could find, I you know then ventured on to play lots of video games. At some point, I I was the guy in the group of online gamers, and had to figure out how to create a website so we could participate in tournaments. And that then spurred the whole question: where people actually coming from that visit our site, and that got me on the path to, you know, search engines and what they are and how they function. And then you know, I uh, after after college, basically did a traineeship in an agency. Consultancy, better said, that enter- that consulted big enterprise clients like banks, insurances, TV networks, airlines, in terms of their SEO and online marketing strategy, and everything started from there.
0: So, when you were let's let's say when you were a kid, even though it was through college, you were interested in technology, primarily focused around gaming. You you built your own website. Tell me about what the you know the skills that you learned from. That early experience that really grabbed your interest and made you feel like SEO was something that you could do for your career.
1: That is a really good question, Ben, because it very much is a recurring pattern that I that I found throughout my life that really helped me to develop my skills. And it all started by a deep curiosity, right? I taught myself HTML, CSS, a bit of JavaScript, and Photoshop, and I built a horrible sites. Again, right? Don't don't you know think those were awesome. Those were horrible HTML table iframe sites, but it, it got me going and on the right path. And so what I meant earlier by this kind of recurring pattern is this deep curiosity that then leads you to spend day and night diving into a topic and trying to soak up everything out there that's, that you know people write and put out about this topic. So I spent tons of time in forums and blogs, reading and consuming material that would help me to develop some basic developer skills. And that's something that I still enjoy today and that I have always done, you know, is, is digging really deep into topics, consuming what other people have learned and shared, and now trying to kind of give back a bit of that.
0: So you had a proclivity for understanding the technical details behind some of the technologies that you were using. You mentioned that you started off working at an agency. Um, what was your agency experience like? And why was that an impactful role for you early in your career?
1: That was quite the agency in quite the time. I was pretty much fresh out of college. And that agency, it doesn't exist anymore today, but it was pretty reputable back in the days in Germany. Uh, it's called uh, TRG, the Reach Group. They set up a fantastic trainee program. And I joined alongside, I think, five or six other trainees. And we're still all very close and connected. But they really you know, did a great job in teaching... SEO and everything that comes with it so well, and giving us exposure to client work and making us practitioners and setting up our own blogs and all that kind of stuff, right? So that taught me a ton. I think you know a lot of the acceleration of my career is something I have to thank to uh, to that agency.
0: So they basically taught you a little bit about self branding as a way for you to understand. SEO as a practice, something that you I feel like you've done a really good job of throughout your career. Um, you also mentioned that you had some client work. What were the types of projects that you were working on?
1: Yeah, so uh, it obviously progressed with you know our seniority and our setting of SEO. In the beginning was was very basic keyword research, and then you know as we got better at SEO, would look at uh, into technical audits, would do uh, reportings. And we we're very lucky to work with big, big companies. So we're talking really like a uh, Fortune 500 companies. And obviously, they wouldn't let us from the client right away. But we learned, you know, the craft while applying it a bit behind the scenes. And then they would, you know, like handhold us a bit and then help us to, you know, to, to uh, develop those kind of consulting soft skills uh, as as well along the way.
0: So you had some technical experience from your personal work working in gaming. You start at the agency. They give you some training to help you, you know, figure out some sort of personal positioning, you're learning some soft skills in terms of client management. What was the reason why you left that role? The, honestly,
1: the, the reason I left that role was because the agency was uh, kind of going, going downhill and bankrupt. Unfortunately, it is, it's, it's a really, really sad story because it was a great company, but they were a bit ahead of their time. And so what they tried to do is to, first of all, scale up, which is really difficult with consulting. And then second of all, they tried to take on too many disciplines at the same time. So what started as an SEO agency and then became an online marketing consultancy, you know, then kind of was spread too thin because they, they tried to do conversion optimization, uh, you know, you know, paid search uh, consulting, web analytics, and just basically took on too much. And that eventually wasn't feasible anymore. And then there were some financial issues. And unfortunately, that company went down and down, But... Again, the friends that I took away from the company I still have today, the skills that I learned and the vibe that I felt so early on in my career, that's something that I still benefit from today.
0: So positive experience early on in your career. Where did you head next?
1: Yeah, I then went to work for another very similar agency that was a bit bigger, part of the Syzygy group. Um, and it was in the same city that I worked in. And I, I became a senior account manager, which is... It's not a head of SEO, but it is pretty much the right hand of the head of SEO. And we did lots of similar work working with bigger enterprises, but I also did lots of pitching, right? So that was kind of the next step in my career and it exposed me to more of the business side of consulting. Whereas in the first agency that I worked with, we had you know our own salespeople or the founders' leaders would do the sales side. This time, I was the the person to develop pitches and pitch in front of customers, clients and do the whole kind of business development.
0: So tell me about what that experience was like as somebody with a technical background, When you're going in front of clients. What were the, some of the things that you felt like you brought to the table? And what were some of the skills that you had to develop?
1: That's a great question. What I definitely brought to the table is a deep understanding of the matter. And that is something that sells very well. Almost better than being super pushy and, and just trying to sell people junk. The thing is that you know deep technical skills and good subject matter understanding sell so well because you know sometimes you meet people on the other side, on the client side who can evaluate how good your skills are. Sometimes you don't, right? And then you can almost sell anything, but most of the times it's not the case. And so that was really a good driver of business, but I had to develop lots of the soft skills around that, meaning, what does a good presentation look like, and what is the story that you can tell? Right. It's not just about coming over to the client and, and saying, Hey, this is what I can do for you. And this is what I think you should do. I have done this little audit. It's also a lot about, Hey, how does this fit into the greater narrative of the company? How does it move the bottom line? And that understanding and telling that story in a good way is something that I had to learn pretty much from scratch. Cause I'm not a born seller. I'm really honestly, I'm not, I'm not a good salesperson. I'm not that active type of you know, a uh, salesperson that goes out there and, and, and hunts people down. And not, It sounds a bit negative. I'm, I'm not trying to make it sound negative at all. It's just that there's a very uh, particular side of sales that I'm not really good at. And then the soft skill, the skills is something that I had to develop.
0: So how did you go about developing that? Is it just a matter of repetition and practice? Or was there... Uh, a training program? What were some of the ways that you got better at developing both the soft skills of being client-facing and uh, an understanding of how to sell?
1: Yeah, it's a, a great question. And luckily, I worked for this agency that had a, a good size and several departments. They did lots of different sites of marketing. And they didn't have a real training program, but they made sure that a pitch was safe and sound. And so my first couple of pitch decks and narratives were really, really bad. And then uh, I learned alongside my colleagues and then I got constant feedback. I mean, there are there are a couple of books out there and, and videos and articles, all that kind of stuff. But to be honest, most of that skill was developed by
0: reps. So it sounds like you had some mentorship in the organization from other SEOs that had learned the craft of selling and you were really just developing that skill on the fly.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, most of that came from mentorship, which is why I'm really bullish about you know mentors in general.
0: Okay. You had your second agency experience. At some point you move away from the agency world. What was your reason to move away from being in an agency and and what did, what did you do next?
1: That's really where Search Metrics comes into play. So all these these agencies, you know, to uh, make sure that was clear. I worked for these agencies in Germany and with clients all over Europe. And so the German SEO scene is relatively, you know, it, it's not super small, but it's overseeable. So you have maybe you know like 500 people that all meet at least once a year at a conference in Germany. And so that's how I got to know Marcus Tober. And um, about a year after I worked for the second agency, all of a sudden, this kind of opportunity to move over to the U.S. opened up. Now, I have to add that I do have an American passport and a German passport. So luckily, I was born with two citizenships, which then allowed me to go over to the U.S. So what, what basically happened is I met Marcus Tober, I heard that they were opening an office over in the silicon valley and I you know talked to him about that because I'm a, an American German and I you know eventually we got to the conversation where he mentioned that he's looking for an SEO so I said hey that's awesome like I would love to live in, in California you know like is there an opportunity and he said no unfortunately not um, because we were very reluctant to send people over from Germany because of all the hassle and paperwork related to the visa And then I said, hey, you know, Marcus, I have this little paper that says I have an American citizenship and a social security number. Um, Maybe we should...
0: You're you're hired. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) enough. Yeah, he said, hey, maybe we should talk. Why don't you come over to to Berlin and we'll have a little conversation? And that conversation turned into a six-hour interview, job interview, that is. It was probably the longest, craziest job interview I ever had in my whole career. (laughs) Um, And I I remember driving home after that being completely fried um, my brain was, you know, butter. And the next day he called me and said, Hey, you got the job. And I was like, Jesus, that's that's amazing. So I then, you know, packed up all my stuff and came to Berlin for a couple months and then moved over to the U.S. Uh, for Searchmetrics. So I basically left that agency and that role because of the opportunity that Searchmetrics gave.
0: So talk to me about your experience moving internationally. You're right. There's a difference between the German market in terms of SEOs. You mentioned it was relatively small to the U.S., and then tell me about what it was like working at search metrics at the time you were here.
1: Yeah, there's a huge difference between the German and uh, the U.S. market. And one of the biggest uh, differentiators is that Germans are very humble sellers. They're very technical and analytical as well. I just think they very often undersell themselves, right? They're not very outgoing. You have a lot of these kind of highly, highly knowledgeable people working in some company, doing a great job, but never losing a word about it. And then on the American side, you know, people are much more outgoing and, and share a lot more about their knowledge or of their knowledge. And so moving abroad, I mean, that was kind of a crazy ride because I wrapped I up my whole kind of existence in Germany within a couple of weeks to uh, basically, you know, moving first to Berlin for a couple of months and then over to the US. But I packed up my whole life, right, in a, in a very short amount of time. And then I, I was familiar with California early on because since I was a small child, you know, my family took me over. Family in Los Angeles. But um, yeah, moving over was crazy. It was a wish that I, or a dream that I always had, you know, since I was a small child. I wanted to come over to the US. But it definitely took a bit of time to get used to the environment. And that is not only because of this specific environment in the Silicon Valley, it is also because of the specific way of working in the US compared to Germany. In Germany, everything is very, very, I would say, input driven. So you, you work eight hours a day, you have an hour of break in the middle of the day, and then you work, you know, like uh, a fixed amount of hours every week and, and so on and so on. You have these rides, blah, blah, It's very, very, you know, specified and regulated. In the US, you know, you don't even have the, the work hours in your contract, right? You just, we just come to work and you leave at some point in time. So it's a very different style. And it's something like renegotiating your salary on a regular basis. That's not common in Germany. So there are all these, you know, differences. But it was so exciting and, and I, I can only recommend anyone who has the chance to ever move abroad and work abroad to go and do it because you can always come back if you fail or something happens.
0: I think that there's uh, a funny anecdote that Jordan Cooney, who's the CEO of Searchmetrics Inc., told me when he first accepted his role, we worked together at eBay and he left from eBay to go to search metrics as the US office was starting. And Jordan told me that his primary challenge was helping SearchMetrics's organization understand how to sell in the United States because the German sales pitch was walking into a room, showing a chart, and saying "via the best," and that was it. And that doesn't exactly cut it, right? It is not just "here is the data, this is the best decision." Move forward. There's a lot more of a soft sell that happens in the United States, and there is dramatically a cultural difference now. Jordan was obviously kidding and oversimplifying that that was the difference between the two markets, but it was his biggest challenge was getting past the via the best sales pitch and getting into how is search metrics differentiated uh, against some of the other competitors that are local and global. As you went from Germany and you're seeing what your life and career is like and some of the differences between the two markets. I'm curious to hear what the experience was like going from an agency to a SaaS provider working on SEO. Searchmetrics is not specifically an agency. It's more of a software solution. Um, how did you find that experience to be different?
1: It was great because all of a sudden had access to all of this data and at the same time it was great because it's just a different way of work. right? I would say there was still some sort of an agency component because I was part of the professional services team. So uh, it's almost sort of a hybrid, but, you know, the things you're dealing with and the work you do, they are somewhat different. So, yeah, again, definitely enjoyed that environment of, you know, working for an SEO vendor or or platform uh, that has all these cool insights and that, you know, has all these interesting projects like the ranking factor study, etc. So there was lots of, you know, there was lots of data that taught me a lot. And then, you know, obviously working with Marcus Tober and, and lots of other smart people at search metrics that helped me a ton. Um, and then yeah, the the style of work uh, changes a little bit, and you have this sort of byproduct of your core craft on both sides. So here's what I mean with that. On the agency side, you have the account management or the you know the basically bit of hand-holding, responding to clients, uh, answering questions. you know, there's a sort of a service component. On the in-house side, you then have the red tape, you have the politics, you know. You have the evangelization that you have to do on that side. So there's always some sort of an overhead or or a byproduct of your actually core craft. You're never just going to do only SEO. You always have some other stuff to do. And that's kind of the, the biggest difference between the agency side and the in-house side is is that the byproduct changes.
0: It's interesting to hear you say that. And you went from being at an agency... To what you're calling an in-house role, but you're you're still sort of in an agency capacity doing professional services for a SaaS company, and eventually you do move in-house. Uh, and I believe your next role was going to Daily Motion. Did I get that right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you move into Daily Motion, and now you're truly in-house. So tell me a little bit about the experience of being an in-house marketer and some of the politics that you faced as opposed to working for a, a SaaS provider or in an agency capacity.
1: Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, I was uh, you know very lucky uh, lucky to to move that momentum from search Metrics to get pretty high up at Dailymotion. Motion. I was a director of SEO reporting to the CTO, which is you know basically a step away from the from the CEO. So there was a very impactful role, very exciting Daily Motion. It's it's basically a video platform like YouTube. And it has ever since pivoted its business model slightly. But back when I joined, it was basically a YouTube competitor, a direct competitor. And since it has a very scalable page model, the impact of SEO was huge. Uh, Organic traffic was one of the biggest drivers of traffic. And so all of a sudden, you know, I I had a lot more eyes on, on my work and on what I do. At the same time, I learned a very different side of red tape and politics, which is to compete for resources. So, since SEO at that time was part of product, and I'm sure it still is, I, I had a team of developers that were dedicated to SEO, but also, uh, you know, had some other obligations. And so, when you compete for whatever resource it is, can can also be designers or project managers or whatever. Then you you have to you know work a certain way and, and kind of I don't want to say play the game, but you know follow certain. Um, commonalities and, and, and you have to be you know, a bit creative about how to get these resources and, and follow a certain styles. So this is something that I worked at in emotion and that I think uh, you know, we have to, to talk and write a lot more because I haven't found a lot of guidance on that topic.
0: Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. That's previsible, P R E V I S I B L E dot I O. I think you said it right in the sense of you have to learn to play the game. How much did the skills that you learned, you know, the soft skills in terms of doing sales and being part of the pitch at an agency? How much did that transfer over to what you needed to do to to sell and and to garner internal resources, or is it really a different skill set that you had to develop once you were in house?
1: No, I love how you how you uh, you know put the strings together here because that's exactly what happened. I only understood this in retrospective when I looked back and thought about you know what helped me, and it was really that that kind of the, those pitching skills that then helped me to to pitch for internal resources. In the end, you always sell to someone and you always compete for certain resources so you know looking back everything I changed is really the person that I sold to or the clients but it was the same sort of of narrative that you use and the same sort of data to support that narrative um, so yeah absolutely right
0: so it, it seems to me that there's a big correlation between some of the skills that you developed along the way so I'm not surprised to hear that some of the soft skills that you had to develop you know which wasn't really your start of your career, you have more of a, a technical background and had to work towards developing those skills, but that they were applicable as you were in-house. Uh, you, you were working at Daily Motion, which is primarily a video-based uh, service. You mentioned it was a competitor to YouTube. Uh, what advice do you have for people that are working on video? You know, I think most people are thinking SEO when they're thinking on-page content and not necessarily video SEO. You know, being in that environment where most of what you're working on is video, uh, what did you learn in that in that role?
1: I learned a ton. There were so many moving parts. I mean, the company was also acquired by a huge conglomerate called Vivendi, which owns, amongst other companies, Universal Music and, you know, some TV stations, some ticket vendors and whatnot. So, you know, besides all the skills that I learned and the, the red tape and politics and how to handle that. I also learned what it means to integrate a company into a larger company. But you know, first taking a step back, like uh, what else did I learn in terms of the video component? It's actually a really interesting format to work with. Has become so prevalent. People nowadays, after what I learned and what I know, will always prefer a video over a text if it's applicable. Of course, there are cases where a text is you know much more comfortable to consume because you can listen to voice. Or there is something that you want to, you know, understand in written form and take your time to work through. But again, the use cases for videos have grown so much, which is also why Google shows so many more videos. And by the way, we also had uh, video snippets coming from Daily Motion. So there were all these interesting growth levers. It was not just the sheer, the sheer search snippets uh, from from Daily Motion that we used to, you know, get traffic from. It was also the improved click rates coming from integrations of daily motion video snippets and search results. And then it was also the embeds on other sites. So it really broadened my horizon in terms of understanding how, you know, growth systems work and growth levers. And it kind of set the foundation for my understanding of these user acquisition loops where you develop a system that then compounds and scales up. But yeah, then you know there there was also this side of integrating a company into a much larger company, and um, how that works. And I profited and benefited from that multiple times throughout my career.
0: If I read into what you're saying, working at Daily Motion, which is a video-based company, and expanding sort of your horizon in terms of the formats of content that you're trying to optimize for SEO, helped you go down the trajectory to understand growth as a whole, not just being a subject matter expert in technical SEO. Eventually, you move on from Daily Motion into Atlassian, which is a B two B focused company. What was your role at Atlassian, and, and what did you find the difference between working on consumer focused content and enterprise focused content?
1: Yeah, so it started out as you know, tech SEO lead at Atlassian. And then over time, did way more than just that, and basically did organic user acquisition, where we threw lots of synergies from email, from organic social, from YouTube, also. So this is you know where we have the first parallels between DailyMotion and and Atlassian. I kind of knew YouTube from the inside out, and applied that you know a lot, and in my work at Atlassian. So the interesting thing about the company is that it has so many different products and so many different sites. So, whereas DailyMotion, you know, had basically one single site, maybe a couple of other smaller ones, but one main business-driving site, Atlassian has all sorts of sites. It has a marketplace, a community, it has product landing pages, public instances of products. So there's all these different formats that's really fun to work with, and at the same time, is a huge challenge. So my role was uh, you know, responsible for all products uh, globally and had a whole team at my hand of content SEOs, technical SEOs and analysts that helped to understand you know, what's going on, what the big levers are to pull and how to optimize moving forward.
0: It's interesting. So you moved to Atlassian and instead of working on a site that's one medium, even though it's kind of a non-traditional one working in video you get to broaden your horizons because you're working in different page formats, right? Community pages and marketplaces and you know, sales pages and product pages. You, you have a more diverse set and it sounds like you're managing multiple brands. Uh, relatively recently, you moved on from Atlassian and, and now you're starting to work as a growth advisor. So branching out beyond just being a specialist in SEO and focusing more on growth tell me you know what do you consider to be the secret to growth and and how much is that related to seo what are some of the other channels that you're you know you're focused on when you're advising startups
1: yeah i really love that question because i very strongly feel that most of the public perception of growth is actually not what it really is and what i mean by that is that people often think of growth hacks and and shady tactics and you know exploiting people's attention and i think that's really not what growth is all about and you know what actually moves the needle so learn a couple of things that i then applied but taking a step back the german accelerator just want to explain the program to listeners a little bit is a three-month program for german startups that they can apply for that usually have a certain you know scale and size and i'm one of the mentors so we have mentors for different specialities um, you know, legal sales and I'm the, the specialist for growth, which spans across user acquisition, retention, and monetization. So that's kind of the first difference is that now we're not just talking about getting users on the site. We're also talking about how can we increase engagement and retention to make sure that this traffic is actually worthwhile. And then how can we make a business out of that? So it also, you know, deals with unit economics, with pricing strategies, with positioning. And these are all topics that I help the startups with at the German Accelerator program, depending on what stage they're in and what their biggest problems are.
0: So hang on a second. You're an SEO, right? Uh, SEOs are the guys that uh, understand what's inside the black box and all they do is get stuff to rank on Google. So why are you qualified to understand all the different things about unit economics and engagement and all these things that are outside of the landscape of you know the traditional nerdy guys sitting in the corner doing whatever SEOs do
1: yeah that's a fair question and answer is uh, twofold so first of all I'm deeply passionate about that stuff I really love business strategy I consume tons of content around that and then the, the second tier to that question is that along my career probably starting I would say with the second agency that I worked for, in Germany, I got pulled into a couple of directions. So I remember there was this one huge bank, everybody knows the the name, but can't can really tell which one it is. It's one of the big, big private banks and from Switzerland. And so, um, you know, we had this, this SEO focused project coming in was basically, you know, building an SEO team for the bank and um, developing the roadmap and strategy. And then along the way, they also wanted our opinion on paid search. And so, you know, and then we we started, you know, with other companies uh, or clients developing mobile apps. And then we dealt into app store optimization. So there were all these little segways that got me exposure to other channels, and that kind of, you know, uh, developed further on because I also started to do some consulting on the side. And we're talking about, you know, maybe a couple hours a week of like moonlighting or or just uh, basic strategic consulting. But more and more people were as- also asking about my opinion, uh, you know, for other channels and other things related to SEO. Because I had, you know, I was so technical and so specialized, and so that kind of gave them, you know, the impression that I also had deep knowledge in other channels, and so that gave me exposure and reps and training. And then, you know, of course, I wouldn't say, yeah, of course, I know everything about paid search. I would then say, hey, you know, my, my knowledge about paid search is somewhat limited, but if you want to, I can take a look. And then people would start working with me on all these other channels and these other things. And that started to develop into lots of um, startup consulting that I would do. And startups don't really have the luxury of having people dedicated to specific channels. And lots of times they have a person dedicated to growth or, you know, maybe demand generation. Um, and so I started working with them and that gave me exposure to the business side of things. And then I very quickly gained traction in understanding how it works. And that's what I then now pass on to the startups at the German
0: Accelerator. I hope that everybody who's listening to this podcast knows that when I describe you as the, the geeky SEO sitting in the corner doing SEO things, I, I'm kidding, but I'm trying to make a point. And, and the thing that sticks out to me about your career is that you have a technical background, like a traditional SEO background, getting in the weeds, understanding the technical details of how websites function and being able to tweak the websites and optimize the content to be able to have content show up. And rank highly in Google. And that's a skill that you've used along your career, and it's been the core of your career. But along the way, the things that you've learned are some of the soft skills around selling. And that's helped you, you know, become a successful in house SEO. And you've learned the difference between, you know, uh, traditional and written content and then video. And then when you moved to Atlassian, you picked up additional skills about working with multiple different types of domains and working across multiple channels, also including, you know, some of the moonlighting work you've done. And so the reason why I positioned the last question of like, well, isn't that's not geeky SEO stuff. That's like, you know, general marketing. The skills that you have developed along the ways have helped you round out your skill set as a general marketer. And to me, that's The biggest takeaway is that, you know, as you've progressed along your careers, you've developed all these other skills working, you know, and and depending on your core expertise, that sort of technical background, but you'd be able to to branch and expand. And, And to me, that's A, a tremendous accomplishment and B, also something that I think that other SEOs who are thinking about their career development need to consider that branching out of your you know, just singular technical focus of being an SEO will help you expand your horizons and create more opportunity for you.
1: Thank you, Ben. Those are really kind words. And, so, you know, quickly coming back to that, there's no offense taken in being the GK SEO sitting in the corner. I actually love that stuff, right? I love to, first of all, I think it can be a compliment now. Uh, maybe it wasn't, you know, when I started, but uh, I love to, to, to be that kind of person and really dive deep into things, you know, be very focused and, Lose myself, that kind of stuff. So I, you know, I very much take it as a compliment. And you're absolutely right. This is kind of the, I would say the main takeaway of this whole conversation. The segue is the kind of recurring pattern, right? I, I used, you know, my, my technical skills that I was lucky to develop very early on to then, you know, jump into other disciplines and other, uh, you know, uh, other segways and build on that. And then I also used that deep, deep, you know, curiosity and passion to, to fill the knowledge gaps, right? It's To me, it's really bothering when there's something that I don't, you know, that I don't understand and get. And then it's also bothering to have a limited horizon and limited view. So what I mean by that is, you know, when I created those first couple of websites um, as, a, as a young kid and I asked myself, hey, where are people coming from that are visiting our site? I asked myself the question over and over again, but just from a different angle. So when I then you know, was somewhat, you know, proficient and technical SEO. I then asked myself, hey, all this traffic, where is it going? Like, how is it monetizing? What's happening to it? How does it move the business and drive the business, right? And then understood a bit more about that. But then I asked myself, hey, how, how are people retaining? What actually makes them pay? What makes them stick? It's, it's almost like, uh, you know, the movie Inception where you go a, la- a layer deeper, right? And I think that kind of mindset or, or systems thinking is something that I apply throughout my career over and over again. It will probably apply a couple of times more. And that always helped me to understand to, to basically uh, how to develop my skills, what, what gaps I have, um, and what I don't know.
0: As you look back on the career that you've built, yeah. I, I'd say that you are in the later stages of the middle part of your career. Uh, as you look back on being the, the gamer who started his website and now knowing that you're focused on growth after spending you know, a, a good portion of your career specializing as an SEO, what advice do you have for today's gamers with a technical background to help them develop the skills if they want to follow a similar career path? So there are, there
1: are three bigger, I would say three advices that I have. The first one is be a practitioner. So what helped me was that, you know, that first agency that I did the traineeship at kind of forced me to set up some sort of a blog and just draw knowledge from that. So I set up this, you know, easy blog about muscle cars it was some topic back in Germany and, and started to try out different things, started to play around with things. And I learned a lot from that. Right? SEO is not something that you can learn from paper, it's something that you learn out in the wild. And you know, the best quote that I can that I can remember on the top of my head is. Uh, that get out of the library from Indiana Jones. That uh, is perfect for SEOs. So you know, that should hang above every, every SEO's desk. And so the second advice is get reps in. This is something that I learned from fitness, actually. Things grow with repetitions. It's not sufficient to do something once or a couple of times. The more often you do it, the better you understand it and the better you get at it. You know, there's this kind of learning curve. And for some disciplines, it's steeper. For others, it's flatter. But um, get your reps in, right? Work on the stuff, repeat it. And then the last tip that I have is ask why, right? Be that annoying kid that asks why a billion times, but that helps you to understand something from first principles, you know, to the deepest brick or to to the, you know, to the deepest degree, better said. Um, So, yeah, these are three things that always
0: help me. Yeah, I love the advice of ask why. And and to me, that's, a core skill set that most SEOs already have built on the technical side, but understanding some of the soft skills, some of the business skills and some of the things that you've developed throughout your career. It's the same mechanism. It's a deep you know, thirst for knowledge to understand how and why the, the business component develops as opposed to just the technical side. Kevin, uh, I want to say congratulations on the new role. Uh, congratulations on the success. You've built a, a wonderful career. Um, I think that we're all excited to see some of the challenges that you've taken in your post-search metrics life and uh, you know, thank you for being our guest and sharing the story with the SEO community.
1: Thank you so much, Ben. It was awesome. You asked fantastic questions and thanks to everybody who tuned in.
0: Great. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Kevin Indig, who's a growth mentor at the German Accelerator Inc. If you'd like to learn more about Kevin, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet at Kevin underscore Indig. That's K-E-V-I-N underscore I-N-D-I-G. Or you could visit his website, which is Kevin-Indig.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. If you have general marketing questions, or you want to talk about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes, or you'd send me a tweet at Ben J. Schaap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed next week with more SEO podcasts for you. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you're feeling generous, we'd love for you to leave a review in the iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.